time is 9.16 and welcome. This is the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast, your favorite syndicated segment on your local NPR radio station. I am your host as ever, Taylor Hare. And I am Evan Essex. And we're here to serve all your Fantasy Premier League needs and in particular the needs of the members of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Evan, how are you doing? Good, good, I'm good. Do- I'm done with that voice. Yeah, me too. Done. I couldn't do that for very long. Yeah. Um, man, it's we are sponsored good. by NPR now. So, yeah, we got, uh, which we got means that. we're sponsored by the listeners of everything else. Yeah. I mean, your donations to NPR go directly into our pockets. That's the only reason they do the fundraisers now. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a bank of phones that are all like handling calls of people just just like itching to give money to the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're we're basically rolling in dough now. Like I, I can quit my job pretty soon. Yeah. What uh <laughs> what what kind of uh one time limited gift would you give to donors uh to the corporate global fantasy premier league podcast? Oh my. Um God, there's so many good things I think. Um probably Probably some like funny knockoff jerseys. I think that would be funny. I'm okay. sure you could find some like cheap, um, like obviously not authentic jerseys that just look goofy. Yeah. That's probably what I would find. Yeah. I think we could also give them for at like the $50 level, we could uh, send them a pair of uh, Carlo Ancelotti Memorial uh, fake eyebrows. <laughs> So you can dress up like him for Halloween if you want. Exactly. And then just scare that all the That would scare me at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, then, and then, of course, you got to throw in the goodie bag, um, a little chapstick that's shaped like a soccer ball. <laughs> chapstick that's shaped like a soccer ball? How does that work? I don't know. I'm wow. sure it's a... No, it's got to be. Yeah. I used to have a... Um, I bet Eli remembers this. Um, I, I used to have a uh, soccer ball mask. It was like a rubber mask, and it was just a soccer ball with a face on it. Oh, I think I have seen one of these before. Yeah, we used to have them. I, I, I don't know why. I think it was maybe a Halloween costume or something at okay. one point. And I'm wondering if Eli remembers. He'll let us know in Discord. But, oh, I wish I had that now. Wow. Man. I wonder if they still have it. Because um, whenever... Whenever the spoiler, Rob and I were discussing um, a field trip that the entire league, our fantasy Premier League, can take to England one day and uh, do a little field trip and we'll go watch some games, uh, spend a week and a half there. We were discussing that. That would be a great time to bring that uh, soccer mask and put it on and just like go absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> don't know how we got, got we, went, we went from point a to point like y very quickly like we it feels like that drug on way too long um yeah but we do have some uh nice spicy material for you today which is we're going to talk to you about the corporate global um fantasy league that is called the zombie league um and evan do you want to just scary yeah, it's called, uh, I think it's just called CG Zombies, right? Yes. Do you want to remind us what the Zombie League is, Evan? Yeah, the Zombie League is a group of six 
brave teams um, trying to survive the uh, the apocalypse, pretty much. So uh, we have six teams in the league, and they have decided to, uh, before game week one, cement their team, pick their starting 11, pick their bench players, pick their captain and vice captain, and they will not touch it for the remainder of the season. And uh, so that's what we've got going on. We're two weeks in, of course. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to see where these teams, uh, how they end up. So there's probably going to be lots of, uh, lots of moving around, I would imagine. But uh, basically, the teams that we're going to talk about today are going to be the teams for next week, for the rest of the season. So we'll probably get into a little bit more details uh, about each team than we did last week. So, um, yeah, excited to see um, who everybody picked for their season-long team. And uh, we'll see, like, where are some similarities, where are some differences. And I think it'll be fun to just kind of keep track of throughout the season. We won't get into much of the Zombie League throughout the season other than just kind of, like, keeping you updated on, hey, here's, here's, who's, uh, here's who's doing well, here's who's doing poorly, whatever. We'll let you know how things are going. But, uh, yeah, this will be, like, the deepest dive into the Zombie League until probably the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm really excited to get into it. I think this is a really fun um, add-on to what we do in the regular league. And I had a blast and uh, probably a massive headache just trying to like get this, get this thing set. And we'll, we'll talk about that. We can talk about that process as we go through the teams. Like what does it mean to select a a team for a zombie league as opposed to a regular league? Um, But before we do that, um, Evan, we mentioned that we wanted to say a few things just about the game week and how things went, things that stood out to us, any kind of trends that we saw. Um, is there anything you wanted to mention just to get us started with that? Yeah, and of course the caveat is we're only two weeks in, so it's kind of hard to tell where you know where teams are headed. But I do think that we've seen you know paired, um, you know the last two weeks paired with kind of maybe even the whole of last season. I think there are some things that we've. Um, we can pick up on that um, will might have ramifications for our fantasy uh, teams. Uh, like one of them being West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham, I think, are the real deal. The entire season last season, I was kind of down on them. I didn't think that they were going to s- stay up. And I definitely didn't think they were going to make top four, but they got a lot closer than I thought they would. Um, and I didn't really, I honestly didn't think that they would stay in uh, Europe qualifications for as long as they did, and they ended up qualifying. So um, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to have, I've got to reframe my mind with West Ham. They are a legitimately good team. Um, they obviously beat West Ham, uh, Leicester four to one today, which is pretty, I mean, that's a pretty massive feat because um, Leicester have been fairly good the last two or three seasons. Um, now they're, you know, Lester's defense is a little shaken up at the moment, but still, um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty handy, uh, win. Like, what do you, what do you make about West Ham? Do you think that they're going to pull off another season like they did last season? Cause that's the way it looks to me. Yeah. I mean, I was like number one bought the first ticket on the train of people thinking that West Ham was going to be bad this year. Um, 
because I thought that with Jesse Lingard, it just wouldn't hold together and that they wouldn't be able to generate um, goals. Um, and again, it's like a small sample size, right? Like two games, but it does seem like they have been able to integrate the new signings that they've gotten and get people kind of continue or people are continuing to progress um, from last season, like Saeed Ben Rama and Mikel Antonio who had good seasons last season are like playing really well this season um, so far. And Suchek continues to do well, which I thought wasn't going to be the case. I thought that was kind of like a flash in the pan type thing. Um, Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, it, at this point, it's hard to argue against the claim that they're they're the real deal. Totally, yeah. So definitely, they're definitely one to watch. It seems like they're they're very much in form, whatever that means. Um, you know, they are they are a team that is very much in form. Um, another thing I wanted to point out, another trend that I think is uh, kind of something that's. Um, a continuation of maybe last season um, is Chelsea defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is incredible. Yeah. Um, it was, it was so great at the end of last season when uh, Tuchel came in and now they've started out with two clean sheets. So I was, I don't know about you, but after watching them play um, on Sunday, I was kicking myself for not having a Chelsea defender or even the goalie. Now, that being said, it was kind of tough going into the season because a lot of their players were like, you know that they're not going to play. Like, we didn't really know Marcus Alonso was going to start necessarily, um, at least both games. Um, you you kind of expect Ben Chilwell to come in at some point. But, yeah, I was kind of bummed that I didn't start out with, uh, with a Chelsea defender or goalie or something to get to rack up those clean sheets. I just don't, I just don't, I think they're going to be one of the top defenses in the league, if not the top defense in the league. So I don't know why I don't have any. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can be forgiven for that because. Thank you. Cause I was about to go to my cat local. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I, I don't think that, you could predict the way that Tuchel is kind of deploying the defensive assets that he has. Right. Like um, I almost had Ben Chilwell in my starting lineup, like up until like down to the wire, I switched him out for Luke Shaw, I think. Um, And I think a couple other people in the league have him and I have him in in the zombie league. I fully expected him to play basically every minute for, for Chelsea. And that's clearly not been the case. And maybe he will eventually kind of like when Tuchel came in earlier, uh, gradually earlier, I mean, last year kind of gradually replaced Marcus Alonso. Um, But really the only defensive asset that's starting right now that I would have expected would be Rudiger, maybe as Biliqueta, but like Reese James, I don't know that I would have expected Reese James to start every week. Um, Yeah. Not Christensen, right? Like Tiago Silva didn't play. On yeah. Sunday, it's like also. Very... I think Tiago. I think they mentioned Tiago might have been hurt, a little bit hurt. Um, okay, so he he might be carrying a knock or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I would think he's probably preferred over Christensen. Although Christensen, yeah, you would think is really good. Yeah, yeah, but, but anyway, they're definitely on my mind. Reese James looked really good against. Oh Arsenal. my gosh! I mean, it's Especially hard to that first half. 
it's hard to know how much was like Reese James being good and how much was Arsenal just like literally letting him have an entire side of the field. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, they they pretty much just let him do whatever he wanted. And then I mean <laughs> Lukaku Lukaku is exactly what we thought he was gonna be. Oh yeah. Just bullied them around and Goodness. got his goal. Bing bang boom. The he thing said, is, so people people talk about I'm not going to spend too long talking about Lukaku, but people have been talking this week about his like holdup play, right? And that's yeah. kind of how he that's how he integrated into that Chelsea side on Sunday was like, yeah, uh, receiving passes, fen- holding off defenders, and then like distributing the ball to Mount and Havertz, basically, um, or Reese James. Um, but like, if you watched him play for inter that was like not even the best part of his game right he's like just as good with the ball like running out of defense as he is holding up the ball um that's what's so scary which is truly terrifying if you're a defense because like (laughs) oh yeah we we haven't even seen that part of him yet um so yeah yeah he's gonna be a force i think he's gonna be a force this season i've already picked him up in my regular team did you yeah I was gonna wait um, until after the Liverpool game, but I couldn't help myself. Yeah, got to jump on it. Wow, interesting. Well, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to talk about as far as like the Premier League in general? A couple of things, um, maybe that you saw that you wanted to mention, or you want to move on to zombies? Uh, I'll say a couple quick things. The first yeah. one is um, I think Liverpool are going to be very good, and um, their defense looks very good, even still not kind of at full strength with Simicast playing for Andy Roberts. Um, totally. Simicast has obvious, obviously been great and been a good fantasy asset for lots yeah. of people. Um, Although I don't know how much more playing time he's going to get though, unfortunately. Yeah, that would be the concern because I think Robertson, he was even warming up. I don't I'll think probably start better. him and just keep my fingers crossed. But I Yeah, I mean, it would be worth it for the points he would get if he did start, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they look awesome, and Diego Jada playing up top looks great. Um, I mean, they, how, just look, they just look really How solid. are they going to bring Firmino back? I, like, how do you do that? Like, he's you just got to start Jota until he's, like, dropped, you know? Yeah. You just have to keep starting him. I just don't see why you would start Firmino at, at any point until Jota drops in form. I just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, he's been electric to start. I thought Jordan Henderson played really well on Sunday, like surprisingly well. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought they were clicking really, really nicely. Um, and then let's see, anything else I wanted to say? Um, uh, the only thing I would say is maybe I I don't think I will be buying any Crystal Palace assets anytime soon. Is all I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, they need to. Uh, they need to figure out what's going on, don't they? Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's mainly it. We got to talk about Lukaku, which is all I care about these days. Yeah, that's good. We'll be. I'm sure we'll be get. Uh, we'll get to talk about him and everyone else a lot more in the in the future. But this week, it's all about the undead. It's all about the undead. Um, with some action, like some absolutely stellar names in this league. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, did you want to? Uh, did you want to run down 
give an introduction to each team real quick. Show, uh, tell everybody who's in the lead, what the standings are. Sure. Um, so I'll go down in order of standings. Um, and then as I think Evan mentioned earlier, we'll go through team by team and talk about them in a little bit more detail. But in uh, first place, in our zombie league and in our regular league, we have um, Huck Van's uh, Mom Dad Mom Memorial, um, which is great. So he's got 128 total points. And then otherwise um, known as Wyatt Keener. Oh yeah, Wyatt Keener. Sorry, I guess I figured everyone knew who Huck Van was. <laughs> um, uh, in place number two, just behind him, uh, nipping at his heels with 126 points is me, Taylor Hare, with Virgil Van Helsing. Um, in third place, uh, right behind me with 121 points is Evanestis with I Eat Brains. Oh, yeah, oh. Brian's. <laughs> Has it did always you just been realize that? that? Yeah, it always- oh. <laughs> I did just realize that. I thought, it, I thought it was just I Eat Brains, which I thought was oh. appropriate, but maybe one of the weaker names in the league, but now I like it much now more. Now it's not. <laughs> Now it's just goose. Um, and then <laughs> in fourth place, right behind Evan with 120 points, we have um, uh, Spicer, otherwise known as Pending Moderation, with the Bruce Matthews, kind trying to keep that brand synergy strong across leagues. Um, in fifth place with uh, 99 points uh, is Eli Essis with my personal favorite name, uh, tangy and zombie. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, we I should do a. We should do a. We should have everyone vote on who their favorite name is. Yeah, I think I think his. I think his too. Honestly, might be my top two, and it's made even better by the trade rumors that are going around about <laughs> tangy and zombie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If he leaves, he that would make him. this so much funnier. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And then the uh, year of Tangy. They, the year of Tangy. Um, in last place, right behind Eli is uh, with 97 points is Jerry Groth, Jay Griffith with uh, no room for resurrected. So that's the order. Uh, we're going to start from the top. And I will start by talking about uh, Mom, Dad, Mom Memorial. So Wyatt's team. Um, so I'll just go through the roster real fast. In the back, he's got at goal, Casper uh, Schmeichel. Um, he's starting uh, Luke Shaw, Aaron Wambasaka, and Trent Alexander-Arnold in a back three. In the midfield, he's got Emmy Buendia, um, Human Son, Jack Harrison, Mason Mount, and Bruno Fernandez. And then up top, in a top two, he's got Shea Adams and Patrick Bamford. Um, on the bench, he's got uh, Ward, which I think is the Leicester backup keeper, um, kind of handcuffs for Schmeichel. And then um, Ivan Tony on the bench. Um, he's got Tariq Lamptey on the bench, which is a really cool pick. And then Connor Cody as well on the bench. Um, so a very midfield heavy team, um, a team with a lot of potent points potential on the bench, which I think is a good strategy for zombies. Um, not necessarily one that I followed myself, um, but not because I didn't think it was a good one, just because I couldn't help myself. Um, and yeah, so the thing, there are lots of things I want to say about this team. The first is, obviously, it's a, it's a strong team. It's first in our league so far. 
The first interesting thing to me is that I don't know if Wyatt has changed his team allegiances, but he is part of the Brentford fan league. Oh, he, oh, I should have done that too because Brentford's my second team. Oh, I'm so glad he picked that. I don't know why I didn't do it. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He, he opted not for not to go for the Spurs fan league. Interestingly, maybe he thought he could win the Brentford one. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all like all Brentford fans are like people who play FPL. At least all Brentford fans who don't like go to games. They're all mm-hmm. like FPL. People. Also, I wonder if he picked since he picked. Uh, Ivan Tony, maybe he's like, you got to support him, you know? I don't yeah, know. That's true. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Evan, yeah. what, do, what do you see? What do you see when you look at this team? Oh, he, the first thing I noticed was that he went all in on United defense with Juan Basaka and Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a very, uh, very interesting. I think it's interesting because I think that could that could be a deciding factor in if he went to leave, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's other things at play, but if they end up being like, if they end up being, if they end up having the most clean sheets out of every team, he's probably winning, you know? Yeah. You know, he's, he's got a good chance at winning. That's what I think. So yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. I think equally, he has a lot of eggs in the leads basket too, with Jack Harrison and Patrick Bamford. Um, in the leads offensive yeah, basket. True. That's and that's something to think about. Like with the zombie leagues, is like, do you want to have how many players? You can have up to three on each team, but like, do you want to spread it around? Do you or do you you know, do you think that Bamford and Harrison are both going to get enough points? You know. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I considered as well. Like when when building my team, I think I ended up getting both Bamford and Harrison as well. I think the reason. Um, Harrison probably snuck into so many teams because he's so cheap. Yeah. And they're so attacking. He's going to – how much – actually, I don't know that I got Harrison. I got a, I got something else. Um, but, yeah, he's only six, so – And he, yeah. he, he regularly gets assists. Like, he's not going to score hardly at all, I would okay. think, this season. But he yeah. will – he's kind of an assist machine is the idea because he's just bombing it in from the wings. Yeah. Yeah, so I – yeah, I think that's interesting. You know, Leeds and United, you know, that's four of his starting 11. So, yeah. I on think, most weeks, of course, unless they get, you know, unless they don't play and they get subbed in. But. Yeah. Patrick Bamford will be an interesting one to watch this year. Yeah. I'm, I, thought. With, with his type of player, I'm usually inclined to think that they won't do as well as they did the, the first or their previous year. Like if they had a really kind of big success in a year like that, um, but he seems to be playing okay. I don't think I don't know that he's yeah. scored yet, but he, um, like yeah, I, I don't I don't think I don't think Leeds has fallen off a cliff is what I'm trying to say, which is I think good. yeah. No, I don't think they have. I don't think they have at all. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah. Did you see anything also, in particular with them when you watched them against Everton? Um. No, they played. I think they probably played a lot better once they got Calvin Phillips back. I think that helped. Oh them. man, yeah. Um, no, dude, they are just they're just so fit. They just are running around constantly. Yeah. Um, so no, I think they're going to be the same team. It's just whether or not they can. I think it. I think it's whether or not they can adapt to 
other teams adapting to them. Yes, because hundred percent. everyone's played them twice now, um, except the I guess except the new new people, but they also are from the championship. They've played them, so you know they know their style of play. It's just a matter of how you're gonna um, change it to to play against them. You know, I don't know. I don't have much to say, but I yeah. did want to bring up Buendia at Aston Villa. Wyatt has uh, Wyatt's picked him. That's a uh, he must think uh, Buendia is a good pick. Um, coming from Norwich to Aston Villa, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do. Everyone seems to rate him, but I've not really like. I don't know. I've really I've not personally watched him that much, so I don't really understand um, like what everyone's raving about. Not to say he's not a good player. I just haven't like, I just haven't paid much attention to it. Yeah. So it's interesting now that he's on a better team. Like, how is he going to fit in? Uh, I think this will be kind of his make it or break it moment. Maybe um, if he's if he ends up going to like a top top club, it's because he's done well at Aston Villa. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what he does. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, for Wyatt's sake, he will become that player. But. I just don't know. Aston Villa hasn't haven't done too well to start the season. So. Yeah, I mean they won this past weekend, but and they looked a little bit more like the old Aston Villa. But yeah, yeah. I mean they, they just have a lot of new pieces, right? With Jack Harrison leaving and then spending some of that money, Very or Jack, Jack Grealish, sorry, leaving and then spending some of that money. Like they still have to do a lot of integration. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about, uh, Wyatt? Uh, mom, dad, mom memorial? No, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> Best of luck to you, zombie. Yep. Okay. Up next in second place, Virgil Van Helsing, our own Taylor Hare. Let me run through the roster real quick. We've got. Is that you went with old Bobby Sanchez from Brighton <laughs> as keeper, and uh, you got Steele, the backup keeper for Brighton as well. Um, but uh, so we got Sanchez, the Brighton keeper, in back um, between the sticks. We got Luke Shaw, we've got Ailing, and we've got Lucas Dean. Whoa! I just realized it's Luke, Luke, and Luca. Oh, whoa! Very interesting. Nice. Cool. Very interesting. Great theme. Wow. Yeah, I had anyway. um, Luke Shaw, Luke Ayling, and Lucas Dean. Uh, great. So that's the three in the back. And we've got five midfielders. We've got Basuma, Salah, Fernandez, Son, and Harvey Barnes from Leicester. And then we've got up top Richarlison and Ian Nacho. Um, two interesting picks there. And then on the bench, like I mentioned, we have Steele, the backup Brighton keeper. We've got some guy named Good from Brentford, I think. We've got uh, Ben Chilwell and Divock Origi from Liverpool, who's probably not going to play very much. Um, yeah, interesting team, dude. Um, it hurts me because it hurts me to see Basuma getting you points in the Zombie League because I have him in my classic team, and he was first on my bench mm. with that points. I was just waiting for him to come on, but... Uh, yeah. Everyone decided to play this week. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention was 
Um, you've gone in with Leicester, so with Harvey, from an attacking standpoint, Harvey Barnes and Ian Nacho. Uh, I mean, they're kind of like those players that have the potential to be incredibly good, especially for fantasy. But just like, you just feel like there's, they can take a step forward. They can crank it up a notch. But they just really haven't yet. Like, do you think that this is their season to do that? Is that why you picked them? I think it's that season for Harvey Barnes. I'm less convinced it is for Iannaccio. Really? Because I would have thought the opposite. Oh, really? I would have switched Oh, man. I, like, every time I watch Harvey Barnes, I'm just like, this man is incredible at the game of soccer. He's massive for, like, the position that he plays. He's so fast and just runs directly upfield. And, yeah, I don't know. I just love watching him, and I really think that had he not been injured last season, he would have scored a lot of goals and made a lot of assists in that kind of Leicester push. Um, so, yeah, I, that's just how I was feeling. And, again, it kind of – I live and die in my offense to a certain extent with Leicester, um, which may or may not bear me out, but – I was willing to kind of take that chance. I feel like they're they're not going to lose a lot of games. Obviously, yeah. they lost today, but um, they'll sure. be at at the very worst, they'll be mid table. And I think an attack yeah. like a rel- a starter on a mid table team that will score, I think, is fine for me. Yeah. Cool. Especially especially since like the the thing I wanted was to have Fernandez and Salah and Son all in the midfield. And so everything else kind of worked around oh. that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that makes sense because they're like, they're good, like mid priced options to have on a solid, solid team. Yeah. I guess that's the same thing you saw under Charleston and Dean. Yeah. I I mean, Dean is just like a, a marriage of convenience always for me. It's like, sometimes I think I have him in both leagues, but it's not because I especially love him. It's because, Mm. He's at a price point, and he plays the kind of wing-back role. He plays every minute, too. Every minute that he's healthy, he's on the pitch. Yeah. Would you say Would you say oftentimes he's their best player? Ooh. Uh, like, for, for his position? I sometimes think that when I watch Everton. Just to, um, yeah, it's kind of tough because I would say he may not – uh, he may not always win like man of the match because a lot of times it'll either be Calvert Lewin with a couple goals or Richarlison with a couple goals. Maybe our, um, maybe like Pickford's done really well. You know, he doesn't always like have that standout. Sometimes he does. And often he is like one of our best players every single game. I think it's the consistency. He always gives you like a seven or an eight. I think occasionally he'll give you a four defensive performance but most of the time he's giving you a solid seven or eight so i would say anytime that we play well um there's often a chance that someone else has also done well maybe a little bit better than him or better than they usually do than he does mm-hmm. uh because he's because i guess we've just gotten so used to him being just so good 
um, because he is really, really good. And after that first season, we were worried that after a year or two, he was going to go somewhere else. Um, It doesn't look like anyone's kind of like sniped him from us, luckily. So, yeah, I hope we can hold on to him for another year or two before he moves on somewhere else. But, yeah, I uh, yeah, he's often one of our the top three players. He's probably our top in our top three players every single day. Yeah, I would think so, too. That's that's the feeling I get. Yeah. Yeah. He's Uh, just very he's very good. Um, Like, imagine if we had someone like him on the right. The right. Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, honestly, that like if we had someone his quality on the right, we are rivaling liverpool's like maybe we're probably not as good as liverpool's um right back and left back you know but like that's it's up there you know they're they would be very good um yeah yeah, i really like him um one thing i wanted to talk about was uh like captaincy Mm. um obviously the captains stayed the same throughout the whole season um and you've gone with captain salah Vice Captain Fernandez, uh, why did you pick Salah over Fernandez? Because I'm sure other people have uh, uh, probably were in the same like conundrum as you. And who did uh, Wyatt pick? We need to make sure we highlight these. Oh Wyatt. yeah, that's that's right. He picked Fernandez. He picked Fernandez and, and Vice Captain Son. Okay, Vice Captain Son. So uh, why'd you do that? Uh. It's a good question. Just flip of a coin. It was a little bit of flip of a coin with the slight thought that um, uh, I had heard a lot of talk before the season started about some of the like rule changes related to penalty kicks. And, And obviously Salah scored a lot of penalty kicks last year, as did Fernandez. But I feel like Salah's, um, ability to generate points from open play is a little bit higher than Fernandez's. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what I was thinking was that it may not be borne out in the stats, but that was my feeling. That makes a lot of sense. No, just like, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we'll penalty- see what happens this year, but yeah, typically Salah is like so good at open play. Like that's when you see a Salah goal, like it's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's doing something in the box and getting a shot off and scoring. Like with Fernandez, it could be like a worldy from outside of the box, or a penalty kick, or he gets an assist. You know, um, I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, like he's a little bit harder to pin down. Yeah, I think penalty taking this this year is going to be really interesting. Because it was such a big part of strategy last year. And oh I just don't God. I don't feel yeah. like it's going to be this year. Like Yeah, I really hope it's not, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause United United got so many penalties. The last two or three seasons, they've gotten so many penalties. Um, it's just been ridiculous. And so like, yeah, if Fernandez doesn't he can't rely on penalties, it'll be interesting to see if he can match Salah. Yeah. He'll definitely have more assists than Salah, but whether or not the that yeah. manifests in more points, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. All right. Um, anything think- you wanted to say about your team before we move on? Did you want to brag on it or anything? No, I just wanted to send a message to Thomas Tuchel to please start Ben Chilwell. Yeah, I will. I will uh, answer. I will also agree with that. 
while we move on to our my team. All right. Um, we've got uh, Evan's team, I eat Brian's. Um, so <laughs> just to um, go over the team here from the back, he's got um, Bachman, the uh, Watford starting keeper, who he has handcuffed with uh, Foster as the backup, which is definitely something that I want to talk about. Um, and then as a three in the back, he's got Alexander Arnold, Luke Ayling, and Loton, Ben Loton, I think is his first name. Could be wrong about that. Matthew Loton um, from Burnley. Um, in the midfield, he's got Fernandez and Salah with Fernandez captained. And then Riyad Mahrez, Wilfred Zaha, and Stuart Dallas, interestingly. And then up front, he's got Patrick Bamford and our old friend, Timu Pugi, starting in the starting <laughs> eleven. Uh, a rare I done? a rare start for Timu Puki in fantasy um, this year. And then on the bench, he's got the uh, the ill with COVID Ben White. He's got um, the not starting Ben Chilwell. And then he's got some guy named Davis who... Ben Davis, like, please tell me it's Ben Davis. Keenan. Keenan Davis. He plays... Oh, yeah. Beanan. I've guessed Ben. Beanan short. Beanan. But Ben. Beanan. Uh, a 4.5 priced... Uh, defender is he a defender no he's a forward he's a forward he's a forward he's not gonna play he will never play and he's like in real life he will never play so uh yeah because i mean uh ings uh yeah there's just a lot a lot of striker depth at villa um and he is not in the top of that group so a lot to talk about here there are two things just (laughs) three things honestly right off the bat the first is I really want you in all seriousness to explain your keeper decision. Like why Watford's keepers? Was it just price or was uh, it something else? Yeah, it was mostly price. Okay. Um, yeah. I wanted a four five four oh keeper duo. But so, why but so got, why why did you choose not to put value into keeper in zombies when you do in regular? Um great question. <laughs> Why did I do that? Um, I don't know. I think I, uh, I think I wanted those like big, big hitters in midfield, at least. Um, and I've got like a decent amount of. Assuming Alexander Arnold and Chilwell start, like those are two like big defenders. I don't know. I was already spending money like in a lot of places. Um, that was just one place that I could downgrade and felt like I wasn't going to miss out on a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I, I just wanted to go with a cheap, cheap. So that's what I okay. did. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, the two other questions that I have are, um, I'm amazed that you picked Riyad Mahrez after all of the talk that you have okay. uh, put into the podcast about, how he broke your heart and all of this and you never go back and here you are. Okay. But okay. But also think about it this way. That was in our classic league when I picked him up and he went on a game, a streak of four games where he did not start. Um, You know, but I don't have to worry about it with this. Like he gets as many points as he gets me. Like, I don't have to worry about him starting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, cause I'm not going to sell him. And because I know he's going to get about 2,000 minutes, yeah, throughout the course of the season. 
because the last two seasons he's gotten at Manchester City, he's gotten just over 1,900 minutes. I figured if he does that for me, great. If he does it, if he gets more minutes than that, even better. So uh, that's why I chose him uh, for my zombie league because, um, yeah, I don't really have to worry about like picking him up, picking him up at the right time, selling him at the right time. I'm just going to stick him in and hope that he gets me as many points as he can. So that's my yeah. way of like appeasing my. Mara's interest without like ruining my freaking classic team so yeah no i i totally get that like what if you want to have mars this is the way to do it not trying yeah. to to divine we it of course makes more played. sense to, to get a player that's going to play closer to three thousand minutes going to play every freaking minute of the game yeah uh, the season but you know i i don't know i wanted to have fun and so that was that was my one of my fun picks yeah, this, and this is my way to get him. So that's what I did. What's the third one? Is it the third one? The third? No, it wasn't Zaha actually. Because I think Zaha, Zaha is a logical, but it wasn't even Pookie. It was. It was Stuart Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I thought it was. That was interesting. Uh-huh. Like, what? I mean, I don't know what is his price as a midfielder. Five five. Five five. Okay, so pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, obviously, like a lot of his value last year came from the kind of points differentials of being a defender and yeah. basically playing as a midfielder and then gets reclassified as a midfielder this year. Um, and so I was, I was interested if you was the thinking there that like, Oh, he's, he's still going to be productive even with the kind of different points allocations that a midfielder gets. Yes. That's okay. exactly what it was. Um, because I was kind of looking at players in his price bracket and like what they got last year, just to kind of get an idea of like what I should expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you take away his clean sheet points, technically he still gets a clean one clean sheet point, right? Yeah. So you're only losing three. You're three. only losing three points. Yeah. So that's what thirty. He had twelve clean sheets. That's thirty six points. Um, he had hundred and seventy one points last year. So that's still. What is it? One twenty-five, one thirty, something like that. Yeah. There. So I feel I figured if he gets about me one hundred and thirty points, that's probably worth five point five million. So I just that's kind of how I did it. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's it was it. a good way to get. It was a good way to get another attacking leads player for very cheap, and I still think he will. I still think it'll be like he'll be of value to me. So. Yeah, I don't think he's overpriced, even with uh, moving into a different uh, position in the game. So, yeah, how many points did you say you you hoped he'd get you over the course of the season? Uh, I think like one hundred thirty ish. Okay, is that bad? No, I I just think it's funny that um, not to berate you on the Mara's pick, but you you say 130 is is good for a 5.5 midfielder mara's got 141 points which apparently is good for a 9.0 midfielder 145 excuse me last season <laughs> anyway i know but he got I know a, but the thing is he got 175 the year before like for mara's for mara's it's he has a higher ceiling to me um and so i'm hoping in order for him to be worth it, he does kind of have to hit that higher part of the ceiling. 
So I I will grant you that. But I but he ha- if he plays enough minutes, he will he will meet that for sure. Yeah, I think that's. So I'm kind of I'm kind of um, honestly, I just don't see why he wouldn't play so much. Like I just don't well, get Jack Grealish. No, Mars is going to be on the right. Jack Grealish should be on the left. Gabriel Jesus in the middle. That's your front three. How freaking good is that? That is so good. Yeah. And then you've got De Bruyne in back, Gundogan and Rodri. Really? Like I don't know. I I don't know. You can't predict Pep. I just think that Mares has the potential to play more minutes this season for some reason. I don't know why I think that. Um, maybe just because he played he played so well. Like, he's just so good, man. I just yeah. don't like I don't know who else is going to play on the right that's as good as him. Yeah, it's a good point. And I, I don't, you know, I don't Pep wanna... does it. You know, Pep, he moves things around. He's gonna, he move, he takes, he drives off. me. He drives, honestly, I'm off the Pep train. I, I'm so done with him. <laughs> he takes so people done off with the him. field because they're good. I'm so done with him. Uh, um, yeah, I don't want to belabor that because it, you've made clear that that was like a fun pick for you. And I think those are very valuable. Yeah. 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 No, that, that was definitely a fun pick for me. I, I hope that he, performs well this season we'll see i think if mares does if mares hits what i think he can hit then that things look good for me yeah yeah cool anything else you want to say or brag on on your team um no i'm really starting to regret regret picking team upuki (laughs) what was i thinking oh god oh yeah that was not a not a great pick but you know yeah i really yeah well too late now all right let's move on all right it's my turn all right we've got the bruce matthews managed by another none other than pending moderation william spicer um he's just he sat just behind me in fourth place um let's go through this list he's got uh the aston villa keepers so Martinez and Steer, uh, that's probably a pretty good. That's a good shout, I think. Um, then in the back, he's got uh, Mings, Tyrone Mings. He's got Rob Holding. He's got Michael Keane. So those three in the back. Then he's got Salah and Fernandez, of course. He's got also Wilfred Zaha. And then he's got uh, Mason Mount and Gundogan to round out uh, the midfield. And then up top, he's got Bamford and Wilson. Um, on the bench, he's got John Stones, Newcastle uh, defender Manquillo, Manquillo, uh, Javier Manquillo, however you pronounce it. And then um, he's also got Obafemi, uh, a Southampton forward that will probably not play. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of carrying over from last year, the Martinez and Mings. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Spicer had Mings last season, and I think he really likes the Aston Villa defense. So he's like going to stick it out with Aston Villa. He thinks he can he can garner some points there. Um, one thing that kind of concerns me is Gundogan because I don't necessarily know how advanced he's going to play this season, especially given that they bought Jack Grealish. There's just even more attacking firepower there. I don't know why they would put Gundogan in a more advanced role. 
So I don't know how Gundogan's going to do for him. But um, the cheap Man City option, and uh, he is probably going to get a decent amount of minutes. Um, but what do you think of picking Callum Wilson on Newcastle? I, I'm probably a bigger Callum Wilson fan than you are. I think I've heard you disparage him before. And I, I don't think he's like the best, obviously. But I think for uh, what what does he cost? 6.5 striker? 7.5. Oh, so maybe he's a little bit more expensive. But still, for a striker, uh, a, a, a like certified starter on a team, as long as he's healthy, he will start um, because he's yeah, probably yeah. their best player. Um, except for maybe Almiron or St. Maximin. Um, yeah. He's definitely one of their top three players. He will start every game he's able. Um, I think that's not a bad shout, honestly. Even if the team is is Newcastle, I think if in a in a, in a zombie league, I think it makes even more sense than yeah. a regular league, perhaps. Um, yeah. So so I'm not against I'm not against that. I think I'm I honestly yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I don't I don't think it's a bad a bad shout. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I don't think Newcastle in particular are going to be good, but he's he's pretty clinical, so I think he will get you a decent amount of goals. It's just how healthy he can be is really going to be the deciding factor, I think. Cuz the last 4 seasons have been 8 goals, 14 goals, 8 goals, 12 goals. So, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of depends on how much he plays. I think that will determine a lot of it. Um, yeah, I think a couple things that I I see when I look at this team are one of them reminds me of myself, which is having almost no points on the bench, which is kind of unfortunate. Like this, obviously, Stones is like one of those pet players who may go on a tear of starting, you know, ten games in a row. Um, yeah, but you never know. But other than that, he doesn't have many bench options, which I did the same thing, kind of. Yeah, so that's like a very risky strategy, and I think that could be one way in which Wyatt pulls away from everyone. Is he? Yeah. he has bench players who who start games, and so um, if it turns out that he that there are a lot of injuries, you know, mid to late season, we could see Wyatt really pull away for that reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think between now and Christmas, like once the Christmas pileup comes, between now and then, uh, those of us that do not have a strong bench are really going to need to pick up some points with our sure starters because uh, after that, like during the Christmas di- during the uh, Christmas fixture pileup, things are going to get hectic, um, and then like you said, towards later in the season, there's going to be more important Europa League games, Champions League games, like then it, and there's going to be like blank game weeks, double game weeks, so like things are going to get a little bit more crazy. Um, so yeah, if you have a, if you have a, I think if you have a pretty light bench like me and Spicer and Taylor, um, you're probably hoping that you can uh, rack up a lot of points now because yeah, I think Wyatt is gonna is gonna shine in those in those particular instances yeah and then the last thing i would say is i i just think mason mound is a very savvy pick especially for zombies yeah just he like i 
even with all of the kind of constellation of talent that Chelsea have in attacking, I don't see Tuchel not starting him as often as he can. He's so good and he is so dependable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. He is really, really good. And he was cheap too. Like I wish I would have gotten, I wish I would have picked him. Yeah. Did I pick him? I think I did. Yeah. I've got him. I don't know. Uh, did I? Just a second. No, I didn't. Goodness gracious. What am I thinking? Well, very interesting picking Michael Keane. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Not one I would have made myself. No, we'll have to when he when he comes on the pod, we'll have to get him to explain that. What did you see in, in the Michael Keane stats that especially especially after the first two game weeks? <laughs> oh yeah, you're probably not feeling too great he just, watching Everton. He just always looks very lost to me. <laughs> he probably is lost, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else you want to say about Spicer's team before we move on? No, I'm rooting for Zaha. So if uh, if Zaha gets points, me and Spicer, we're in it together on the Zaha train. Yep. So that's all I got. All right, moving on to the team that's in fifth place, which is um, Eli Estes's Tangi and Zambale. Um, so in goal, he's got Schmeichel. And then on the bench, he's got Sanchez for Brighton. So our, I think our first dual starters in yeah. uh, in goalie, which is interesting. Um, I would be interested to talk to him about that strategy. Um because goalies obviously don't get injured nearly as often as outfield players. So it's kind of interesting to think about that. Um, uh, as a back three, he's got uh, uh, Luke Shaw, Vladimir Sufal, and uh, Lewis Dunk. And um, in the midfield, he's got Jack Grealish, um, Jack Harrison, Jack Salah, and Jack Buendia. <laughs> um, he's got uh, Patrick Bamford. Harry Kane and Callum Wilson up top. And then on the bench, he's got um, uh, Hoyberg, Hoyberg, sorry, uh, Matt Lowton and Luke Ayling. So another one who has significant points on the bench. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there's one place where to, to which the eye is drawn, which we'll talk about actually really two places. He's got, he's got uh, the full man city, trade drama in this team with Grealish yeah. and Kane. Um, yeah. But the thing that I first want to say that's interesting about this team to me is it's the first team that is not a 3-5-2. Yes. He's playing three attackers. Yeah, he's got three up top. So he's Kinda trying to fire firepower out. Um, so that's Basically, he's gone with Kane over for him. Yeah. But we'll see how that We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And he's captained Kane, no less, which. Well, yeah. he's a Spurs boy, so he loves he loves Harry Kane. He's probably hoping that he stays. Yeah. Um, so that's that's like the thing I think that stands out most to me. I think he's the only player in our league who has Grealish which could also yeah. be a really nice differential for him. Um, and then he, I think he and Jay both have Kane. 
And so if Kane, obviously he played a couple minutes on Saturday, but if he either moves or gets reincorporated back into the starting lineup at Spurs, that could be huge differential for them coming up from what is now the bottom of the league if they're getting regular points from Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, he could really, he could really propel them forward because they're kind of, yeah, because they're kind of hum- hamstrung right now with Kane not playing. And I think really- that's like the the league is very is very um, even right now with oh I think yeah the top, the top four teams all within like 10 points or so of one another and then the bottom two really close together and i really think what sets the bottom two apart from the top four is just the harry Kane question yeah yeah totally totally so once he starts playing then i think they'll probably catch up pretty easily um yeah i think the i i like the jack english pick long term it was hard i almost picked him for my classic one but I like it a lot for zombies because I think he's going to get a lot of minutes, um, at least based on the last two fixtures that they've played. It seems like he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, we'll see once Kevin De Bruyne comes in how it all how it all works out. But I mean, you, they're not going to not play him. They've spent so much money on him. That's so, a, that's something that I think applies to him and Lukaku, right? Is like yeah, yeah, you can even though they haven't played a minute for a team, you can be pretty certain they're going to start because of the price tag and yeah. the hype around them being brought in. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I think the Grealish pick is is good. I think that's going to work out. I think, honestly, I think the Jack Grealish pick is just going to be like kind of steady Eddie points. I don't necessarily think that Grealish will get um, – like the big major hauls that he had like with Aston Villa because he was like the main man um, for so long. So I think that he's just going to get an assist here and assist there. He's going to get his an occasional goal. And I think he's just going to trickle points the whole season. I think that's going to be one of the more consistent options um, for Eli to turn to this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Oh, uh, Lewis Dunk. <laughs> Good to see a Lewis Dunk appearance. Um, <laughs> I thought about picking up Lewis Dunk this week, um, but I needed a really cheap defender, so I actually went with uh, Shane Duffy instead from Brighton. Anyway, uh, um, do you want to talk about Jay to wrap us up? Yeah, let's wrap us up. Uh, we're headed into the final stretch here. Jay Griffith. No room for resurrected Jerry Groth, Jay Griffith. Um, oh, we've got another two starter keeper team. We've got uh, Allison from Liverpool and the Watford keeper Bachman. That's my, my that's my guy. Um, and then in the you back, love got, I love Johan Sebastian Bachman. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, in the back for for Jay. We've got Lewis Dunk. Uh, we've got Bertrand and Justin from Leicester. And then we've got Ben Chilwell on the bench. I don't know why I just went straight to the bench. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, we've got in the midfield, sorry, in the midfield, we got James Ward Prowse, Mo Salah, Wilfred Zaha, Thomas Suchek. And then up top, we've got the aforementioned Harry Kane, 
Uh, we've got Patrick Bamford and Richarlison up top. So uh, Eli and Jerry both going with the three up top. On the bench, we got Ben Chilwell. We've got Allen from Allen from Everton, and we've got some guy named Alves. <laughs> not, not not Danny Alves, unfortunately. No, uh, Fre- Frederick Frederick Alves, the, the photo, uh, who has the now who has now joined Sunderland on a season long loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the photo they photo they have of him isn't even in a West Ham kit; it's in the West Ham training kit. <laughs> uh, that's a good oh my god. So definitely won't be getting Jay any points. That's honestly probably the worst pick of the like the worst specific player pick anyone could have made was someone. I mean, it's not like he knew, but yeah, and that could happen in between now and next week. Yeah, I know. Some of our players could be traded away to other leagues. There could be more like that. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Um, Charleston could go play in Brazil or something. He's not going anywhere. Absolutely not. Um. I don't know what's happened with Leicester's defenders here. Um, Ryan Bertrand and uh, is it James Justin? Yeah. I, I mean, James Justin's been injured since like three fourths of the way through last season. Yeah, Jay, why did you pick him? Um, I mean, he was really good last year. Oh, don't no, he was wrong. good. I get why you picked him, but also I think he may have even been flagged, honestly, from the get go. He, he definitely was. Okay. Because I wanted to get him. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think about the Ward Prowse pick? He was decent last year. Yeah, but I South mean, thank God. Like, yeah. It's, so I, I find it hard picking any Southampton players other than that Obafemi guy because he costs four and is a striker. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like this team in general to me, feels like a team that was built on like last year's stats if that makes sense yeah um, which is not necessarily a bad thing but well, richarlison wasn't built on last year oh yeah that's although i mean that's a pretty good pick though because he's started he started fairly well for us no i think richarlison is a great is a good fantasy prospect this year honestly yeah yeah me too um but yeah, so like James Ward-Prowse and Justin, I think were probably picked, and Suchek, although as we've mentioned, Suchek's playing well, were picked on the strength of their performances last year, which sure. is a totally valid way of doing things. But I think, I just don't think James Ward-Prowse is going to have anywhere near the, the season that he had last year. Yeah. Because yeah, no. Southampton is not going to be. Yeah, because Danny Eames is gone. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big, um, yeah. I think the uh, I think the Allison pick is great. Yeah, I really love that. It's looking really know. good. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't pick an expensive keeper. I'm kind of regretting that, but yeah, I think Jay's done well there. I I mean, you don't have to worry about Allison. He's gonna get clean sheets. He's gonna get bonus points every now and then, like some save points, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would be interested to talk to Jay about why he because like there are probably. three keepers who are in that category there's ederson allison and mendy mendy from chelsea yeah Yeah. and so i'd be interested to think about to ask him why he chose allison over the other two yeah i mean i think allison's probably i mean 
on the strength of these two games, he's probably looking better than Ederson. And yeah, yeah, maybe not looking better than Mendy, but who knows? Yeah, I I think Allison and Mendy could easily be neck and neck for points this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and then Bachman is going to be first. <laughs> yeah, of course. So Jay, you you made a mistake by benching Bachman. <laughs> but fortunately, if Allison gets injured again like he did last year, you'll have the best player in FPL to come in. Yeah, off the bench. He's gonna have three hundred points this season. Easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, he's got Chilwell on the bench. We've got so many people that have picked Chilwell, and he hasn't even started a minute. Yeah, a minute. I I mean I think that might be partially my fault because I think I was pushing Chilwell pretty hard at the beginning of the season. Um, oh, are you? Yeah, in know. our in our preseason pods. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I think I, I think I even build him as like the the nailed on starter from the defense, which is unfortunate. I think I think he will be at some point in the next like two or three weeks. He will become the starter. Yeah, but I don't know. Marcus Alonso has played pretty well. I am hoping. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Anything else you want to say about Jay? Yeah, Frederick Alves is not getting any any points. Yeah, Allen Allen was an interesting one. Like, I don't know why he picked that. I mean, maybe he's super cheap. What does his cost? Like probably like five, 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 four, five, five. I mean, okay, okay, I get it. Two points, two points for four or five every week is pretty good. Well, yeah, assuming he plays every week. He does play most weeks. He's healthy, though, right? Yeah, I think so. We'll see how he. We'll see how he. Uh, we'll see how he gets on this season with Benitez. But yeah, yeah. I guess that's. I guess that makes sense. That's what you want with your four or five. Just get in and get out. Two points, maybe three points for a clean sheet. So he's probably among the cheapest starting midfielders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him and Basuma yeah. are both four or five. Uh, yeah i would say so yeah cool um i think that does it for us i think that gets us through all the way through the corporate global zombie league we're very excited to to watch how things progress over the course of the season yeah definitely i think we should uh we should post a poll in discord at some point on uh who everyone thinks the best name is yeah definitely that way we can have a this is a sneak peek towards the end of the year at the end of the year party. We can give out an award for it. Oh, good point. Yeah. Maybe we should save it till the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe we should for award season. Yeah. Best names. <laughs> the corporate global fantasy premier league award season. <laughs> we got to go to like Applebee's or something and do it like the Dundies. Yeah. Where's our, our, um, party going to be this year. Oh, are we going to do different than Fazoli's? Maybe. I, it seems like we should probably mix it up. Okay, let's mix it up. We'll have to think about Who that. knows where we're gonna be? Maybe let us we'll know make... if uh, let us know if you have uh, any any relatives that own any of uh, <laughs> any Italian franchises. <laughs> Does it have to be Italian? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. If I would probably prefer it to not be. Maybe we go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> Get the buffet. Get our no. Everyone gets a personal pan pizza. Oh, wow! That sounds so much better than Fazoli's. Pizza Hut sounds great. <laughs> pizza Hut sounds so great. Dude, I would go there Hut, right now. A pizza Hut personal pan pizza and like a 
uh, like glass of a two liter of coke. Oh my no, god! Two liter. You, everyone gets a two liter with their personal babies. That so, sounds. And so you get the good. cinnamon stick things. Yeah. Wow. Their cinnamon sticks are not that good. Yeah. Wow. I really want to do it at Pizza Hut now, or CC's crust pizza, or CC's pizza, or CC's. Ooh, ooh. That's gonna be a tough call. <laughs> We're gonna have lots buffets. of polls this season. We're gonna have to vote on it. Yeah. No, right. that's not true. Me and Taylor are deciding. We're the we're the mom and the dad. We're the dad. We're the mom, dad, mom. <laughs> we're the mom, dad, mom, and the coaches and the managers and the refs. <laughs> all rolled into one. Oh Lord. All right. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we're getting to that point. Um Oh yeah. We started a little bit later, so I'm like I'm out of it. I'm very tired. Um, maybe the last thing i'll say is if um uh just this is just a reiteration of something we said last time which is if you have questions about the league questions you want us to answer on the pod feel free to put them in discord and we will try to answer them i say we'll we'll try we will definitely answer them Um, it's not like we're combing through so much mail that <laughs> we'll try to get to all of your answers. Well, we'll try to answer it as in we're just little plebes. We don't know anything. We'll try exactly. to answer it if yeah. we make you an incorrect answer. Yeah, also, we'll yeah. we'll uh the next the next podcast will probably be a little bit more of a normal podcast whatever that means for this season. Um and so maybe that does mean we'll get we'll have like a, a question and answer type of segment where we where we take your questions and we answer them. So, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. I might do something like that. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for us. Evan, it was good to talk to you. Always a pleasure, Taylor Hare. All right, man. Uh, We will see you all later. Have fun, y'all. Bye.